Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Jeff Ward, who is a semi-sought-after campaign manager and the founder of Forward Communication. Jeff, how are you doing? I am good. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic, man, and we like to jump right in. So if you could start telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Sure. I, I mean, I when you asked me prior to the show, you know where things are going. I wish I knew at the ripe old age of 64. But, you know, I, I, I've i done a variety of things throughout my life. Um, what led to being a campaign manager was I got a gig with the uh, as a freelance opinion columnist with the suburban Chicago Sun-Times newspapers. And after co- covering politics for uh, so many years, a, a friend asked if I'd run his campaign. And, um, you know, with certain input from certain friends like the the county clerk who runs elections, another friend who's just so into numbers, you know, I, I put together a reasonable game plan to get people elected. And that has happened. I'm I'm uh, responsible for getting our state's attorney elected here in Kane County. I wish I wasn't. That happens. I'm responsible for getting the sheriff elected here in Kane County. And I'm thrilled I did. I probably turned the tide for Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin, and I will never live that down. So, you know, this is kind of a double-edged sword. I wrote the book as a result of my reasonable success. I wrote the book, So You Want to Win a Local Election, which is available on Amazon. It's literally a 400-page textbook written in outline format where you can, you know, just read snippets as to where you are in the campaign. I've also continued writing. I am uh, sending my book, The Diary of a Curmudgeon, my first humor attempt out to various agents. And uh, right before the show, I was working on Diary of a Curmudgeon too, because I figure if you have faith in yourself, the universe will respond. You know, what was it called? Fu- the Diary of a... Diary. The first book is Diary of a Curmudgeon or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Pandemic, which is a takeoff on Stanley Kubrick's Dr. Strangelove. Mm-hmm. which with the movie, one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. My okay. second book is going to be Diary of a Curmudgeon too. It's just a friend said, your life is so bizarre, you have to document it. And so that's what I've done with that. You know, for and this is what I do for fun. But, it, but other than that, you know, what, what did I put in my bio? I like running, road biking in the bedroom, um, annoying the neighbors and swearing at the Cubs. <laughs> on tv i gotcha i gotcha you said road biking in the bedroom right um i you know i used to and I, i'll get back to it but i used to road bike on the street but the director of the Kane county department of transportation got picked off a 10 foot shoulder by a kid that didn't and he wrote road to work in all weather by a northern illinois university kid who didn't clean off his windshield so i've decided that if i ride in the bedroom you know, I put my tablet in a in, in a handlebar holder, uh, and with Rovi, you can virtually ride all over the world. Mm, I've see. ridden in Italy, Yugoslavia, Norway, 
South Africa. And if you have a smart trainer, it will mimic hills. So it's a lot safer. If a car somehow makes it in our second floor bedroom, you know, we have a lot more to worry about than just, you know, me riding the road bike. Yes. So that's why I ride in the bedroom. I still run outdoors with the two dogs and uh, and I really enjoy that too. There we go. There we go. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Well, you know, it's odd. My mother, you know, uh, my family put the fun in dysfunction. Uh, my mother said I should be an attorney or a writer. And, uh, and I think I chose poorly, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, so, I I used to uh, read Mike Royko with my grandmother, the late great uh, Tribune Sun Times columnist. You know, I have all of his books. I used to run to Crin's Drugstore in uh, our section of South Evanston, uh, run home with the paper. We'd read Mike Royko together and laugh. Then the opportunity presented itself. I sent a letter to the editor of a, an email to the editor of a local newspaper, uh, basically excoriating him for his Plan B thoughts. And he printed it without my permission. And, and I joked with him that I wouldn't sue him if he gave me a column. Well, he gave me three columns. The newspaper got sued because of another columnist by former Bears place kicker, Bob Thomas, who was a Supreme Court justice at the time here in Illinois. And um, I ended up writing for the Chicago Sun-Times Suburban Papers. And I loved it. I love it. Sadly, my timing sucked. It was right before the... the uh, print media recession, which quickly turned into a depression in the great recession. And, um, but I still, you know, and I walked away after eight and a half years, wasn't going anywhere. I still write for myself on the first word.net and I just really enjoy the process. So, uh, and, and as far as campaign managing goes, it, it's gotten tough, Tim, because I'm still motivated because getting a candidate like Kane County Sheriff Ron Hain elected, who's doing amazing things, jail recidivism is way down, his drug program right there in the jail, the rehab program is working like a charm. That kind of keeps me going. Uh, my issue there is I'll work for any good candidate. I'm not partisan. I've gotten Democrats and Republicans elected. And in today's hyper-partisan times, that makes people rather suspect. So it's been a little more difficult to get those gigs these days. I got you. I got you. And so when you are helping somebody get elected, how do you get paid and how long do you have to work with them? What does it all entail? Well, it, 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 there's, there's various campaign seasons. What state do you live in, Tim? Texas. Texas. Okay. So that's going to be somewhat different. You know, up here in the Rust Belt, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania. You know, there's, there's generally two election seasons. There's the even years where you, you know, state senators, uh, countywide officials, statewide elected officials, and federal officials. And then there's the uh, consolidated elections, which are odd-year elections, which is city councils, mayors, and, and, and the lower stuff. So technically, right now, we're heading into 2024, and really, election season has already started, um, you know, Really, May or June, you, you got to announce, you got to set your place. Uh, then you have to start, you know, drumming up your support, building your team. September comes around. You got to get your, in Illinois, you have to get signatures to run for office. And the number of signatures are based on 
the office and previous um, voter and voter turnout in previous elections. Mm. So for the most part, I've let people come to me and occasionally I'll reach out. There's there's a judge candidate I've been kind of helping out. I don't think he's going to hire me, but Facebook is a great way. You know, I've written this book uh, and uh, I I try to focus on decent candidates, but um, boy, you know, they're so good at gilding the lily, which is a, a nicer way to put it, that sometimes it's difficult to tell. But there's nothing, I mean, as, as far as, you know, aside from sports betting, which I'm slowly getting better at, sitting down, crunching the numbers, and knowing exactly what it takes for this candidate to win, uh, it, it really does come down to basic math. I hope I'm not too all over the place. Uh, oh, but <clears throat> there we go with what I warned you. But uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, right now I may help another judge candidate out if she runs. You know, other people may approach me as the season kind of gets into higher sync. Uh, but it's it's a little frustrating because to a degree, oh, and how you get paid, you charge a monthly fee. And you, you, you know, I mean, you, you and you, you make sure you get paid at the first of the month and you don't work for them if they don't pay you because it's no, their politicians are notoriously slow and bad about paying. You yeah. really have to be kind of unequivocal about that. Not all of them. Um, but, uh, it, it is a bit of a young man's game and you can tell I'm not a young man anymore, but, uh, it, still there's something that draws me to it and you know a 75 percent success rate that's pretty much unheard of but part of it again tim is i don't take candidates who can't win yeah i, I refuse to take their money now if they come to me and say hey i just want to make a name for myself so i can win next time i have no issue with it but you know everybody goes into it thinking they're going to make some sort of sweeping grand gesture people are going to flock to the polls and elect them and that's not going to happen mm. yeah i got gotcha. you and nobody wants to pay much for it either, but you know that that's that's fairly standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in addition to running local elections, you're a writer. Is there yes. anything else that you do in your day to day when you know you you have writer's block and local elections have slowed? <laughs> well, I never have writer's block. I sit. You never know it, but I sit well out on the autism spectrum. Um, and I have, I am the king of ADHD though. Meditation has dealt with that to some degree, but if I'm not doing that, you know, I'm betting on baseball and hockey. Uh, and that's been tough. I've paid some tuition. I've had some great successes, uh, but I think I'm finding my gestalt there. That's not, I don't like that word, but I can't think of any other word. And it also really starts with Nate Silver, the 538 blog, because I'm not a bad mathematician, specifically statistically, but I'm never going to beat Nate Silver. So, and I track his successes and then I try to play on them. I, I mean, as uh, you know, diary of a curmudgeon is really the diary of an introvert yeah. who's learned to play the extrovert. Um, and uh, so, you know, there's sitting at home with perhaps some nice music on in my home office alone, um, crunching math, you know, baseball numbers. Ooh, Tim, it just doesn't get much better than that. 
So, you know, I've set up my entire life. So I have a great deal of solitude. You know, my teacher wife is home for the summer. I tried to change the lock. She would, she wouldn't let me. Um, and, uh, it, 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 the, the sports betting is, is a fascinating thing. So I got uh, those are the, the, the campaigning writing two columns a week, uh, on, on local politics and then uh, sports betting. And it's a, it's a, it's a decent life. There we go. Well, awesome, man. Tell us about your dreams and goals. What's your vision for your life? And your well, uh, that, that, now that's easy. You know, my vision is to be a best-selling author. Gotcha. Uh, and, and the book I did, I have sent the book out to three, the Diary of a Curmudgeon out to three agents. And, you know, it's going to take more than that. I was really hoping two who their bios are hilarious that they would bite. Um, but yeah, to keep, I, I really do enjoy writing. And I, it's not that I have a massive following. I'm more like a, a Bill Maher, you know, a centrist who takes on both sides. And right now that's not, you know, it would be so much easier if I was hyper-partisan, yeah. but you can't be what you aren't. So I really enjoy the process of writing, creating something from nothing. Um, I, I like, yeah. I, and so that it being a best-selling author is a huge goal. Second would be to get, to, to just get over the sports betting hump. And, uh, you know, I am slowly creating a system that I think works and to consistently make money at it. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer consistently losing money, which I think is an important step. But with sports betting, you have to be focused and you really can't let the brain, you know, decide, the ego decide it knows what's better. Um, Got to trust hunches at times. But you just have a system, you stick to it, and I firmly believe it'll play out all over the long run. And I wouldn't mind, you know, I, I like being a campaign coach a bit more than than some of the day-to-day grunt work. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind breaking out into some statewide races or whatnot. But for now, I, you know, I, I, I'm happy having the occasion to get a good candidate elected. And, and I'm happy reaching out. The Facebook, you know, Newton Minnows, who, who recently died, the former, you know, federal FCC chairman said TV is a vast wasteland. Well, you know, he lived to see social media. I wonder what he thought about that. But Facebook is a wonderful tool for connecting with candidates and and, um, getting to the point where you might be able to help them out. I hope I answered that question. Yeah. Again, I apologize. Allergies. No need to apologize anymore. Okay, well, you know. Um, Best-selling author, because you love creating something from nothing with your writing. And then uh, consistently making money with sports betting. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about, like, when you're sports betting, is it like this team is going to score this many points or like what is how do you create a system that is consistently profitable in sports betting? Well, if I knew, <laughs> but I mean, I think I'm getting there. Well, the first thing is, I mean, you have to have a system. You can't just, you know, the best bettors, the absolute best, the top one or two percent win 60 percent of their bets. Mm. I mean, that's it. So you you got to come in with that notion. Uh, you have to 
you know, thankfully the rabble tends to move, you know, anytime you Darvish pitches for the Padres, he's not that great a pitcher, but the odds just go hugely in his favor. So you can still take advantage of, of those kinds of things as I did. Um, I want to say two days ago with uh, was it Stroman versus Darvish or, or, or somebody else, uh, the Cubs, the Cubs beat him. So, you know, you, you, you take a chance, you know, you go to the 538 blog and what Nate does, he doesn't make predictions and Nate, I mean, Nate Silver, you know, with most major sports, he gives you a percentage chance for each team to win. And, you know, and I've, and, I, and you know, the odds, the funny thing is he's actually better with a 50 to 54% or 51 to 54% possibility of winning than he is with 55% and above. So that's important to know, you know, track his results. Uh, Nate tends to use what I believe are moving averages where you smooth out the data over time. Mm. I, you know, my first commandment of sports betting is sports is streaky. So like right now, uh, what is it? The, the, the Cubs, no, no, the uh, Toronto, no, they lost to the Houston Astros. I want to say the, 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 the Tampa Bay Rays, which have made me a reasonable amount of money, have won three or four straight games. Well, I'm not going to step in the way of that, even if they're facing a good pitcher. Streakiness overrules long-term. And then, you know, in, in, in baseball betting and in most betting, you can bet on an over or under. A certain, like most of the, the average over or under in hockey is 6.5 goals. The average over or under in baseball is 8.5 runs. And so I do same game parlays where I bet on who wins the game versus the over or under. And I don't just take, as most betters do, the run line or the odds they give you. You are allowed to manipulate them, which generally makes the price, the, your winnings go down. But I try to get to a point where I'm going to at least double my money if I win a bet. So if it's the Cubs versus the Padres and the over-under is seven and a half, and I think it's going to go over, I might drop the over-under to six and a half runs. You know, I mean, this could get really complicated, Tim. Stop me if I'm getting too nutty. But the bottom line is I base the initial bet on Nate's math. I take into account how streaky the teams involved are. I, you know, ESPN has these wonderful game logs listing Every game a pitcher has pitched this year and how they've done. So I look at that to see where they're headed. And then, you know, there's all sorts of betting tools for the average amount of runs a team has scored over the season and the last three games. And I make the bet accordingly. Mm. So I, 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 you know, that's a simplification, but you know, I don't think I spend more than five minutes per bet because as you bet, you become very familiar with the teams, the players, the pitchers, et cetera. Yeah. And, and what's, uh, bit of... what's over under six and a half in baseball? Is that like in six baseball? You know, typically if you get somebody like Marcus Stroman, who's having the season of his life for the Cubs and you Darvish, who's highly overrated, but you know, betters go for over and under rating the mo the rabble, as I like to put it, uh, the, the, the sports books will set a line of 6.5 runs. And you can bet on whether it goes under. That means both both teams' run totals together are under 6.5 runs. The 0.5, of course, 
eliminates ties. If you think Darvish is going to have a bad day, which I believe he did when I bet, and you would go over 6.5 runs. And there's all sorts of tools that tell you the most common baseball scores. Three to two is the most common baseball score. Uh, and, and, and so forth and so on. So you can, you know, start to turn the odds into your favor. I need to pay a little more attention to, I need to continue to take the ego out of it to be more successful. I have fought when I've had months where I've made $2,000 on $15 bets. And then I lost it. You know, I've never blown out like so many people. So my goal is to take the ego completely out of it. But you can do that with these numbers. You know, you you don't want to get to paralysis through analysis, but there's there's a reasonable analysis which puts you, you know, in the right stead. The other thing that's critical too is in most sports, uh, well, wait a minute, in hockey and baseball, you can bet on the team to win, which is the M line or money line. Or you can bet on a team to win by 1.5 runs or goals. Well, and you got to win by two. You can't score half a goal or half a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the run line. But one of the things I found is that um, teams in baseball win by one run just 27 to 28% of the time. So that means 72 to 73% of the time. They win by more than that by the win by two or more armed with that knowledge. I will bet on the run line as frequently as possible. So, you know, you, and I did the other day, I bet on the Cubs to beat the Padres by at least two runs. And I believe they won six to one, not yesterday, but the day before. And you win more money that way. Cause, and, and for some odd reason, despite the fact that um, the, the run line uh happens way more often than the money line sports books just emphasize the money line so again you can shift those odds in your favor i mean it makes you know, sense so, so in fact i won 15 dollars on a 10 dollar bet with the cubs on the on the on the run line because it was you know uh was 150 you know plus 150 that's 150% of your winnings uh, and so, yeah, I won $15 and that's, that's a good, you know, anytime you can, you know, win 50% of your money, you've got me on a subject I love to talk about, Yeah, but it's not easy. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, what 90% of sports betters lose. It's tough to control your emotions. It's tough to not take a loss personally. It's tough to last through a losing streak where you want to pull your hair out. Although, as you can see, that's already happened with me. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so that's the most fascinating part of my existence. Yeah. I, I think that will be superseded. I do firmly believe somebody will pick up Diary of a Curmudgeon. And, and I really enjoy that kind of thing. I enjoy interviews, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, I've clearly done this before. I've also interviewed quite a bit before. Uh, um, and, and yeah, I mean, it would be nice. I'm finding myself at 64 in a strange position where I really want to start making money again. You know, I've made a series of shifts and you kind of go through the, uh, the desert as my mother used to say. Yeah. So right now I'm just having faith in believing the doors will open when it's time for the doors to open. I gotcha. 
I that's why I'm, I'm working on diary of a curmudgeon too i'm telling the universe see i'm so confident i'm working on the sequel yeah i love it <laughs> well that's cool man sports some days better than others tim but for the most part i'm in a good spot do you have like a pool of money that you consistently use yeah you know i i invented a product called uh, the lapinator and um i did quite it was a portable insulated laptop desk you know, everybody was burning themselves on their laptops and it used Thinsulate. Uh, and, and I blundered into a design that actually kept the laptop cooler. And I made, I took it to number two in the market, made quite a bit of money. Um, and, you know, um, unfortunately the Russians screwed my stock account. So, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not touching that money these days, but thankfully I make enough and, you know, I'm 64, social security. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm doing okay in this strange time, but yeah, no, I did really, really well with inventing a product and bringing it to the market. And, um, it allowed me to kind of expand my life, but I mean, now it's nose, but, but then, you know, the stock market has its ups and downs and now it's nose back to the grinds. Although, you know, my wife talks about retiring. I'll never retire. I love what I do. Yeah. Yeah, so you could retire with the money that you made from this product, or you still can't touch it because no, it, unfortunately, I was a little too. My my money manager was so good, I thought the gravy train would never end, and um, it hasn't ended. But I, uh, I, you know, I need to not touch that money now, and and let him do his work. The market will recover; it always does. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I get I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. Well, cool. I mean, if I could go back, would I do some things different, Tim? Yes. But who doesn't say that? Who doesn't say, well, I could have been better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I still get to do what I love every day of the week, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. That's all that counts. Mm-hmm. All that counts. That part I've got down. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, when it comes to, like, sports betting – are you like trading with like, so say you have a pot of $5,000 and it's like, I can place bets out of this $5,000 or do you have an arbitrary amount of money? It's like, no, no, I put, I put, we won't talk about my losses. Um, but I did, I, I basically have a pool of $2,000 gotcha. and, and I, I tend to bet, they say you bet 1%. I don't even do that. Yep. I typically bet 10 to $15 on any one game. And, you know, and if you do a same game parley right, you make 30 to 40, 30 to $50. Yeah. So one bet can pay for two to three losses. Sounds a lot like day trading. It is, but sports is a lot more predictable. Mm. And with a, a reference, a tool like Nate Silver and the 538 blog, you know, I mean, the guy made his name made a name for himself doing that kind of thing and as long as i mean even but you know what i was going to say as long as you understand the streakiness of sports but even if you just went with his uh numbers i i mean you know he wins you know about 59 percent, 58 59 percent. his predictions i'm sorry come true 58 to 59 percent of his time just basing your betting on that if you understand money management and you have to be careful because I mean, if you're betting on the Dodgers versus the A's, you know, the, the money line 
on the Dodgers is going to be like negative 320%, which means you have to bet $320 to make a hundred. And, you know, even the A's win the occasional game. Yeah. So that's when you go to the run line to make it a little more palatable. So you know, you got to look at what Nate does, but you can't just bet straight money line on that because the teams that are expected to win don't win as much money. Yeah. You know, so you have to come up with a system where yeah, you can consistently win as, win, win as much money. The other thing you want to do is eliminate the hold because that'll kill you. Because the reality is in sports betting, you just have to win 52.7% of your bets to make money. Yeah. But that's, be, and that's because, you know, typically if you bet straight, and, and the majority of bettors do this, if you bet right on the money line, on, on the money line as it's given, you know, the odds are you know, for two evenly matched teams, negative 110. That means you have to bet $110 to win 100. And, and, you know, and you, you, you know, on a $20 bet, you win $18 and 18 cents and that dollar, uh, 82 you pay in, you know, the VIG or the hold can eat you up. So my system eliminates that same game parlays. There is no hold. So that's one thing that it gets rid of with the, with the run line or puck line, there's no hold. So, yeah, it's crazy how similar this is to day trading. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I've done that. Yeah. I was fairly successful. I was offered a job in, in Iowa. My wife didn't want to move to Iowa, but I really didn't have the money I needed to, to make it successful. And, you know, the, the ADHD and uh, autism diagnosis didn't come till I was 58 or 59. And that's been huge. But, um, uh, you know, I've been betting for, it'll be three years in September. You know, I've paid some tuition, uh, but I am, I, I, like I said, I'm con- I'm not consistently losing money. You know, I mean, there's still, I just went through a six day losing streak and it, you know, it killed me. Yeah. But I was losing 30, 40, $50 and you, you can come back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had some, I could use one. I've had some incredible winning streaks, you know, but the key is like today out of eight games, I only won two bets but I won enough on those two bets that I only lost $13. Yeah. And I, and I follow Nate unerringly, but the run lines didn't work out in a number of games. And, and uh, so, you know, sometimes like, you know, when you, if you look at the Miami Marlins versus the Kansas city Royals and the two pitchers, well, the under is the far better bet with those two offensively challenged teams. Yeah. And the score was nine to six. Oh, well, you know, you don't want to, you're not going to get rich betting on the over between the Marlins and the Royals. Yeah. I got you. I think you'd be a great day trader and you don't have well, thank to thank you. Yeah. You should, if you ever get interested, well, I've, I've done it. I, yeah. I've trade. Yeah. Um, I, there are companies a... out there yeah. that like actually fund you with. So if the money was an issue and you passed like a, trading tests to show you're actually mm-hmm. a good trader. They'll give you a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars of their own money to trade with. Oh wow. So that you can risk one percent and maybe they'll let you lose up to like ten thousand dollars or something like that. So maybe you're really risking like a hundred, two hundred dollars. But you know, you can start making a couple thousand a month and then you grow your account and eventually split off. No, of- I'll keep that in mind. I mean right now, you know, I like the utter independence of sports betting. 
And again, the, I got really good at technical analysis, but the volatility some of these days is insane. And I know you, you know, you then you can move on to options and 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 deal with that. Um, I'm a lot happier with sports betting. Yeah, and, that's and what key, you're happy do it. Yeah, and the key for me is, you know, not not beating on yourself. You know, no, not beating on yourself when a candidate loses an election. I did my, I've always done my best. Not beating on myself when agents don't pick up the book right away. It's a long game. You got to contact a lot of agents. And not beating on myself when I follow the system. There's the key, Tim. And, you know, and, and it doesn't turn out exactly how you'd hoped. But that's the joy of of uh, of following Nate. Yeah. Generally, if Nate has a bad day, well, so do I. Yeah. But again, I, I I don't think I could develop a better system than he's developed. I got you. And, and then the rest of it is kind of filling in the blanks. I mean, simple things like, okay, only 28% of baseball games are decided by one run. That's so counterintuitive. That is. You know, the average right. baseball score, the, uh, the no, the, no the, the, the median or mode baseball score is three to two. Um, and then there's wonderful charts of whether how, what's the odds of a team scoring five, six, seven, eight, nine runs, and so on. Um, how how well does this pitcher pitch at home or away? Sometimes it's a huge disparity that can give you a massive leg up. So, uh, but I've gotten it down to the point where I don't have to spend, I don't spend more than five minutes a bet. I just go, all right. Look at the standings. How are how are they streaking? Look at how they've played each other the last couple of years. Okay, how are the pitchers doing? Then I go to two sites I like that make predictions and see what they have to say because it gets me thinking. Yeah. Then I check how, how is this team done in the last 10 days batting? How have they done in the last 14 days? How is their bullpen done in the last 14 days? Um, how have they done versus if it's a right-handed pitcher against them, how have they done versus righties? The opposite with lefties is the wind blowing out there. You know, that takes two seconds. There's all sorts of sites for that. And then I finally go to a site called odd shark, which encapsulates all this stuff together and lets me kind of look at it in one place. And one of the things, the thing I've really am learning now is if it's taken me more than five minutes to place a bet, don't bet. It's not, <clears throat> excuse me, the, it's the, the, you know, I'll say, you know, speak to me, speak to me to the, you know, the stuff on the computer. And after five minutes, if it hasn't spoken to me, let it go. There isn't a clear winner. I've got to get, I, I, I have gotten better at it and I'm going to continue to get better at it. I got you. I got you. And, and again, I don't want to dismiss writing. You know, again, if anybody's interested in running for local office, so you want to win a local election, it's available on Amazon. Uh, you know, the ebook's only $30. The full color book is a hundred because it costs a mint to print a color book. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm hope I'm hopefully we'll have diary of a curmudgeon out there soon. I am convinced it will be a bestseller. Um, uh, but can I read you a passage from uh diary of a curmudgeon too? A very short one. Go for it. Okay. Let me find it. Uh, and this is the kind of humor I try to apply. Uh, okay. Oh, there we go. And the kind of irony I like to use. 
Okay, May 30, 2023. There I was, duly taking the doggies for their 1.5-mile morning walk when I was graced by the semi-rare sight of a middle-aged couple jogging directly at me. The truth is, at least 98% of the subdivision's runners fly solo. Being famous throughout the neighborhood for my friendly demeanor and jolly disposition, just before the duo passed me, I offered a hearty good morning, an entreaty they completely ignored. In fact, they responded as if I didn't even exist. And I have to say, I really enjoyed the experience. They're my new favorite Fisher Farms couple, and I'm looking forward to having them completely ignore me in the future. Imagine a world where all neighbors were this circumspect. It gives me goosebumps. <laughs> so an introvert's take on the world yeah so um i enjoy that just as you know you laughed yeah. i enjoy that as much as sports betting it's uh, it's funny because i laughed specifically because you talked about uh cursing at the tv and something with your neighbors <laughs> and annoying the neighbors yeah, yeah. The, the theme throughout the book is um dire is neighbors are just inherently annoying yeah. Oh, you can see the sun streaming in my window. I, you know, I, 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 what am I, I've talked about how hard it is to lose a well-trained neighbor, you know, and that sometimes you can't train them. Yeah. Uh, the name the, the newest neighbors had a really nice sign to the graduate 2023 graduate. And I thought, well, that, eh, that's nice that I was walking through as I was walking through our cul-de-sac, we live on the entrance. Um, I got a uh, cooling down after a run. I got a closer look at the sign. Tim, it was for a preschool graduate. Oh. <laughs> I know. As I put in diary two, that should be a class two felony punishable by a minimum two to four years in prison. You know, and this neighbor is clearly untrainable. You know, <laughs> that I ended by saying, why do these kind of terrible things always happen to curmudgeons? So, um, and some of it is isn't quite as insane, but uh, you know, I try. The other one of my other favorite ones is, as you might imagine, I have quite a few political friends, mm -hmm. and we were trying to work out what is a journalist for for purposes of attending a juvenile court hearing, which is usually closed to the public. The problem is anyone can say they're a blogger. So we were working this out. I was working it out with the chief judge, a longtime friend here in Kane County. And uh, so, uh, and we we eventually did come up with an answer, you know, and, and thankfully Illinois law is convoluted as this, convoluted as it is, really helped. But here I am sitting, eating breakfast, something Korean, because I love Korean food. And um, the phone rings and it's the chief judge. And I figure, eh, I'll, I'll call him back after breakfast. 20 seconds later, and I should have figured this out. My favorite judge, uh, uh, my, my former attorney, who I helped become a judge, um, they get elected here in Illinois, uh, was calling. So I pick up the phone. I, I said, Your Honor, I, you know, the chief judge can wait till I finish my breakfast, but for you, I'll pick up the phone. And he goes, uh, Jeff, I'm sitting here on speakerphone with the chief judge. So... <laughs> <laughs> the chief judge took it all right. But those kinds of things, I, I really enjoy writing about them. And you could tell I really enjoy telling the stories, you know, yeah. only me. You know, and it was under friends. I was actually writing a book on the curmudgeon's um, guide to the universe. He goes, no, no, no. You got to write about your life. You got to document your life. Uh, you know, the, the time horizon texted me at two in the morning. 
and how I followed up with that. You know, the, the, the you know, smoke detectors only go off at three or four a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, when the battery's dying, and how I could not find the right one, and my the, my don't one of my dogs was panicking. What happened at a doctor's office when they made me tried to make me fill out the paperwork twice? Now I did not go into the rant, but I did write what I wanted to say, and uh, it's pretty foul mouth, Tim. Uh, so you. those kinds of things. And you're 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 you know I love doing this because Tim, you're reminding me of how much I enjoy this. You know, we semi-autistic people are are ten ten towards rabbit holes. And I forget sometimes when things aren't going exactly the way I want them. And they never go exactly the way anyone wants them. Very true. Uh, um, you know, I, I kind of get bogged down in the minutia. But you're reminding me how much fun I generally have. Hey, there we go. Yeah. So that that's a lot of fun. And uh, the other thing, you know, I, I, I we recently went out to... Um, a showing of late night catechism, which as a, you know, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school for nine years, kindergarten through eighth grade. Um, we went, you know, it's, it's the longest running play in America, late night catechism. Uh, you know, the sister is teaching a class and the audience is um, the students. Well, I got an onstage timeout for saying that the immaculate conception was when the Holy spirit knocked up the Virgin Mary, which isn't true. I thought it was, I didn't remember. And I had so much fun on stage with the actress playing the nun that I now have a community theater audition tomorrow night. Oh, there we go. So, you know, things build on, on things. So, yeah, I mean, I do, you know, enjoy my life. I, I, I just need to start kind of um, filling in the middle blocks. You know, we all, I, you are clearly a, a lot younger than I am. Uh, but you know, I think I'm starting to get it at 64 and, and <laughs> we'll, we'll see where it takes me. There we go. There we go. Well, let's jump into, um, some of these other questions and then we got about 12 minutes. So I'll probably have to let sure. you go after them, but what are the top one to two skills that you could develop right now to make your dream life come true? More focus in betting. Mm-hmm. and a little more persistence in getting the book out to agents. I gotcha. I guess it's a little, it's hard as much as, you know, I've been rejected, you know, bringing a product to the market, it's still hard. So I need, I, I need a little more persistence in getting, you know, let's start cranking out these, these personalized letters and then embedding, you know, stick to the system, continue to hone it, you know, my, the, the biggest thing I've learned in, in that is, again, as as much as reasonably possible, the books allow you to shift the odds in your favor. You pay for that with less profit. So just, you know, remember what I'm there for. I'm not there to make a ton of money on a single bet. Yeah. I'm there to win bets. And if I win bets, they take care of themselves. The money takes care of itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, if you're shifting the odds in your favor, you're making 150% on your money. Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. You know, <laughs> I'm still, you know. Earlier, so, when you said, you you know, you put a $10 bet, you get $15 that, you receive 25 back or you receive? Yeah. You receive- yeah, well, yeah, basically, when you make a $10 bet, the $10 is theirs until the bet's done. If you lose, it's still theirs. 
If yeah. you win, you get that back plus the profit. I got you. I got but the you. biggest, the biggest skill, I if if you if you kind of ask me, well, what skill do you think what suits people who follow their dreams? Because I mean, I look at all my friends. I'm one of the last ones still doing it, and I'd say persistence and resilience. Yeah. And it's taken some effort to to be good at both. There and there are days I'm great, which I'm like, woo, not bad. But the second you start thinking, I'm here. Oh no, 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 no. The goalposts move. You yeah. know, my, my theory is, st- you know, if I bet right, I will consistently win. I will suffer losing streaks because there are upsets. And oddly enough, baseball goes through like four or five day stretches where everybody upsets everybody else. But, um, you know, yeah, persistence, resilience, gratitude. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. I'm always grateful. I mean, I, 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 you know, I live a life that 95% of the people on this vast planet would envy. So take nothing for granted, be grateful, and and do what you love. I yep. mean, Arnold Patton, the author, wrote a book called Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. I'm still hoping he's right. <laughs> but I am enjoying myself in the process. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Well, if there were one or two people you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you? I'd really like to meet uh, Nate Silver or or a better like um, Jim Holzhauer, the Jeopardy champion. He mm-hmm. makes money sports betting. I mean, I learned from the best in elections and I passed up all my teachers. So I, I don't have that with betting. As far as the book goes, I want to run into an agent that gets me and loves what I do. Uh, and that's just a matter of, you know, a numbers game. It's just like betting. You got to, I mean, I've gotten three, three, you're, you're reminding me three um, samples out to agents isn't enough. I got to start doing three or four a week and, you know, and you need to personalize it. So running into that, that agent who would launch my uh, career as an author, those are the two. I got you. And how much money are Nate Silver and Jim Holster making? Like, are people with sports? Jim bank- you, you don't know. Nate, you know, Nate made money playing poker before, you know, all the good people got involved online. I mean, to get Jim Holzhauer, I mean, he made a bunch. I mean, it's just, I think he was the longest running Jeopardy champion. And, you know, the story Jim likes to tell. Uh, he used to do a column for the athletic. He doesn't anymore, which I, oh, I loved reading it was that he, he told, he mistakenly told his wife, he bet $50,000 on Ken Griffey making it into the hall of fame on the first ballot. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. I'm sorry. Mm. Tim. Uh, to, at, that was $50,000 to win 500 and his wife flipped, but he's like, it's Ken Griffey Jr. And he was dead on. He was actually surprised that one sports book laid odds that you could you could bet on on Griffey possibly not being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. So Nate, I, God only knows. I I mean, my theory is, you know, I would love to have income from campaign managing, sports betting, and being a best-selling author. Yeah. But, you know, as I talk to you, I realize money's important. You know, my, my counselor tells me, you know, you, you've done so well. He had me write my, my what my legacy would be. And I'm already there. 
It's just a matter of now filling in that spot, uh, that that space in between. Money is a nice acknowledgement. So um, that's my next step. I mean, I've done it before. I was a database programmer for major companies for 20 years, made a lot of money. Uh, Lapinator, my portable insulated laptop desk, made a lot of money. And here I am at another transition and, you know, I'm going to get back to making a reasonable amount or to a lot amount of money. Yeah. But I think in this case, you know, I've learned some of the things, resilience, gratitude, persistence. And if you don't enjoy yourself, it's just not worth it. You know, the, the, one of the things that every time I go to the doctor, with the exception of we discussed my fall on the ice back in March, um, and I've never fallen before in my life. You know, every time I go to the doctor, my health is better. Mm. You know, my, my breathe, my blood um, oxygen level hit 99 for the first time in my life. And having grown up with asthma, that's incredible. My resting heart rate in the emergency room after my fall was 55. Mm. Uh, even though I was stressed, you know, last night, my resting heart rate was 45. Um, I have to get over what the fall did to my chest, but uh, my blood pressure is, which I inherited, despite being an athlete, my blood pressure, I inherited high blood pressure from my family. We all have those kinds of things. But even that, every time I go to the doctor, it's lower than the time before. I mean, I do have to take a couple of drugs. It's just the way it goes. So, and that's the other thing. I, I mean, it, it's it's overdone, Tim. Well, if you have, have your health, but it's true. You know, you know I, I am friends with, despite my criticisms of them, I am friends with a great deal of judges here in Kane County. And everybody wants to be a judge. I mean, it pays, you know, $200,000 a year. But Tim, they all get cancer, you know, and I've just helped to get through it. And, and I almost got to say, I want to say, especially to one, you know, you want this job so badly, I don't think it's worth it. So life is, I, I understand we all get boxed in. Uh, you know, I want to say I got lucky with the laminator to make that kind of money, but it wasn't luck, you know, although there are days, you know, that's right around that time I was going to go with further inventions, but I got a column in the newspaper and that was my biggest dream. And I focused on that to the exclusion of all others. Yeah. I would do that differently if I had to go back. And my mother was dying of cancer at the time. And she loved the fact that I was a columnist. She was so flipping proud of me. So I continued doing it. And eh, I guess I'm glad I, I, I did. But, you know, do what you love. Find out how to do it. You know, I mean, if I can make these insane transitions as somebody who sits well out on the autism spectrum and the king of ADHD, I mean, I mean, Tim, I am so good at ADHD. None of the drugs work after 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> Just So, you know, okay, you meditate. Um, and, and, uh, I would encourage people to just do, do and, and, you know, don't quit your job. There was, a, I'm watching reruns of Barney Miller, one of my favorite all-time shows with Hal Linden, you know, Max Scale, Ron Glass, mm -hmm. and, uh, Abe Vigoda. And there was a gentleman who got arrested in the episode I watched last night for practicing the javelin throw in a park and nearly hitting someone. You know, and you know, he, he, he had given up everything at the age of 44 to go for the 1980 Olympics. I would not suggest that, <laughs> you know, I have, when I'm on Rovi up in the bedroom on the bike, I have dreams of the tour de France. Tim, it's probably not going to happen at this point, <laughs> but within the bounds of reason, 
you know, you can start sports. You could do a $50 sports betting account and bet a dollar per game. Yep. You know, you can start writing something paragraph by paragraph, page by page. You know, like yesterday I wrote 2000 words uh, for the book. Oh, and I finished a column. Well, how about that? That's a good day. Uh, but, you know, step by step. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. Step yeah, by I, step. I really, I really appreciate the opportunity for me to tell you what I needed to remind myself of. <laughs> hey, man, that, that's what we're here for, to help people. Yeah, well, dream. Well, I'm, thank you so much for reaching out. You can tell I love doing this. I love talking about it. And I generally, for better or worse, don't hold back. Yeah. And, and thank you for letting me go with that. You know, you really kind of let me, uh, you know, my writing is stream of consciousness and you can tell why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Uh, yeah, please let me know when it's out. Again, if anybody wants to get the best book on running a local campaign out there, so you want to win a local election available on Amazon. There we go. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Jeff had to say, make sure to check him out, buy his book. Be on the mm -hmm. lookout for the sequel that is coming out, which is and Diary of a Curmudgeon. You, well, yeah, Diary of a Curmudgeon or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Pandemic. My my editor said, you realize you've written a book about the pandemic. I was like, oh, I have. There and we then go. we have Diary of a Curmudgeon 2 or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Embrace Fame and Fortune, which I'm just assuming will happen with Diary 1. There if anybody go. out there needs a good campaign manager coach, I know how most states work. I'd be happy to help in that regard, too. Love it. Thank you guys for watching. Okay. Contact Jeff. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes. We will see you on the next one. And on that note. And I'll have and I'll come back anytime you want to have me if you're foolish enough to have me back a second time. All right. There we go. Sounds good. Well, on that note, guys, we're out. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another show.